Hey, mom friends, and welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast, an audio platform where we encourage and empower moms by talking about all things postpartum. We hear you, sis, and we're here for you. Today, we're talking about releasing, and it's going further than just taking some deep breaths, although we will do that exercise. It's going into releasing a lot of things that we hold from childhood, that we bring into mommyhood, that we bring into our adulthood, that we bring in the time where we feel like I should be doing this. But sometimes we have to release those thoughts and those ideas and negativity so that we can better serve our families. We can better so that we can be better become better people. So we're going to get into that today. <laughs> um, and this is completely God led and I'm extremely excited. So let's get started, you guys. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I definitely did, but I didn't know how to do it until I ran to a girl at a meet and greet and she told me about Anchor. Now, Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's free and it's ridiculously easy to use. And as a mom, we all know that things that are free are valuable. (laughs) And Anchor can now match you with other great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. Yes, so that means you can start making money whenever you start recording your podcast. It's ridiculously easy. It's great. It's fun. It's easy to distribute. So if you want to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and other diverse podcasters here that already use Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Okay, you guys, so before we get started with the episode, I have a review I want to read. This is from, oh, Detox. This is from our friend Dee. Great podcast, great soul. Allison is amazing. Mm -hmm. She comes from a place of unconditional love and transparency. I am honored to have met such a great soul. You are on the way to greatness and are an inspiration to so many women, especially mothers who can relate to your story. Thank you for this great and purposeful movement. I love her. Y'all, please don't forget to leave a review so we can keep sharing the love of our podcast and keep reaching many and many of moms around the world. Um, If you look in our show episodes, (laughs) show show no episodes, you'll see a link to Apple. You can leave a review. Um, I would love if you do more than just give a five-star review. If you could actually make a comment on an episode or how you feel about the show, that would be awesome. Okay, let's get started on the episode. Okay, you guys. So today we're talking about releasing as we started off in our intro. And honestly, you guys, this is something that I am, I've learned within the past few years. Whenever we release, we are letting go of the rules, the strongholds, the bondage, the titles, We're letting go of everything that we feel like puts us on a certain status, that puts us on a certain level. We're letting go of those things because those are just earthly things. Those are just things that can tie us down even more, honestly. Those are just things that we are not manifesting over our lives. Sometimes we see a title at work and we think, oh, I should, with this title should come these responsibilities. With this title, I should get this pay. With this title, I should have this power. But as we see with some celebrities and some people, 
that are at the top that we idolize because we want to get there, they are miserable. And it's all because you feel like with a certain title or with a certain stature that you should be given certain things. And what we have to first realize is that we we have to be who we are within ourselves first before we get that title. We have to say that I'm worthy and that I am deserving of these things. And this is what makes me happy. This is what is going to set me over the top from other people, set me apart, excuse me, from other people. This is what is going to push me to the top. Not that title. That title isn't going to make me happy. I'm happy before. That title isn't going to give me everything that I need in my life. This X, Y, and Z will. And a lot of times, like I said, we feel like once we get to the top, then I'll start doing right. No, you have to start making changes now. Because when God puts you in that situation where you are ready to show up and show out, you're, then you're capable and you have the knowledge, the experience, and the wisdom to do so. You can't think, oh, whenever I start making $40,000, then I'm going to start tithing. Oh, whenever I go and whenever I start making, whenever I start making six figures, then I'll start giving back to my community. Oh, whenever I become a millionaire, then I'll really start paying attention to my family and start cooking meals and hanging out and start taking family trips because I can afford the extravagant trip to Greece. But sometimes kids just want to go to SeaWorld. <laughs> it's four hours where I'm, in, I'm in, in Dallas. It's four hours away, but it's just a road trip. Sometimes kids just want to go to SeaWorld. You just pop in that DVD, okay, in the back because we have a van. And they just want to go to SeaWorld. They just want to experience something different. But the best, the most thing they want to do is have those memories and those moments with you. So we, as moms, we have to say, it's not whenever I get to that point. What can I do now that's going to make me happy? So whenever God does bless me with those things, that I'm ready and I'm prepared for it. And honestly, you guys... As I'm talking to you, I am talking to myself. Because I grew up in a household where my dad made six figures, where my mom didn't have to work once I turned about 12. Um, She was a supervisor at the post office. Whenever I came 12, she quit to be a stay-at-home mom. And then whenever I went to college, she went back, got her medical billing and coding certification, and then she worked and retired. Okay? But I grew up... um, in a sense, idolizing my dad. My dad was directors, managers. He kept climbing the corporate ladder. I think at one point he got laid off. He was only laid off for three months. And someone was looking for him. That's a blessing. Someone was looking for him at the job that he is at now. And he's gotten promoted. I would say within the past year, he's gotten two, three promotions. Past few years. I mean, I say year. That sounds a little extreme. But within the past maybe like five years. He's gotten multiple promotions and wasn't out searching for them, wasn't out searching for that job. But because of the experience he had beforehand, it led him to that place. Now, this is where I'm talking to myself. Growing up as a kid, I that's the only part of his life that I saw. I only saw the glory years. Right. I wasn't there in the trenches Whenever he and my mom first got married and he was working, you know, a job that was underpaying him, but my mom was making more money. Um, But that job would give him the experience to go out and get other jobs. I wasn't there whenever, um, you know, he was going through school um, to get these jobs. I wasn't there in the trenches. 
So for me, like I said, I was only there for the glory years. And I felt like whenever I get a job and I get a degree, I'm going to be where he is. I did not. And this may be just very uh, gullible of me, but I did not realize that until I was in my early 20s, probably right out of college, I was not told the stories of the trenches and of what he had to go through to get to be prepared for managerial and supervisor and director positions until I was out of college. And I'm not blaming anything on my parents, but just for me personally, I knew I had to work hard for things. I knew I had to work hard to get to where I wanted to be. But I also didn't think I had to work that hard. <laughs> I didn't think that um, because I'm smart and I could pick up on things and people saw that. I wasn't getting that recognition that I wanted. And it wasn't until after I left college and I started going through these things and my parents say, well, yeah, I went through that. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I'm getting a little bit off. Guys tell me to reel it back in. Um, what I'm saying is that <laughs> God puts us in different circumstances and situations and transition seasons, which is what I am in now so that we can fall on him and we can discover our plan and his purpose for us. Now you're saying, it sounds like you're talking about a lot of stuff for business. What does it have to do with me for a mom? This ties in with being a mom because I think a lot of times we look at our parents, our moms, our grandmothers, how they raised us, and we say, this is what I'm going to do differently. And for some of us, there are some things that we do differently and there are some things that we... I'm still do like our parents. And it's just because all we did was say, I'm going to do that differently, but we didn't, we didn't have a chance to put that into action until we got kids. And then we have kids, and we are still falling back on what our parents may have done that we wanted to correct, but we may not have the necessary tools to correct them right away. It's going to take us moments. It's going to take us time. It's going to take us having to repeatedly Reset, 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 reset ourselves in order to become that mom that we want to be. I am not the mom 100% that I want to be to my kids. Some of it's financial. Um, some of it is um, the way I discipline. Sometimes I, I get a little bit too frustrated too quickly. And so I, I am discovering better ways to speak with my son and for him to understand. Now, some stuff, he's just stubborn. Y'all heard my mama <laughs> on the last podcast that some of it just that stubbornness that comes from not only just me, but my husband too, okay? He's stubborn too, but because um, <laughs> they can't all get it from me. <laughs> but with that, I, um, I'm just, I'm understanding that this is a process. Being a mom is a process. And walking into the favor that God has for me, I understand that I'm going to have to go through some things while I, um, as I am discovering more of who I am, how I can correct these things and how I can be the best mom that I can be. Now, I am the best mom I can be at this moment, but I have different levels of elevation where I'm trying to get to. Um, So the first thing, and finding our release, and a lot of people talk about this, and some of us 
skip over it and we think, ah, whatever. The first thing, whenever we get frustrated with ourselves in the moment of dealing with our kids or dealing with our jobs or just dealing with life, the first thing that we need to do is reset. And you say, how do you reset? You take deep breaths. And we're going to do that right now. So wherever you are, if you're in the car, if you're at your desk at work, if you're at home, let's just take some deep breaths. Let's just breathe in. Breathe in through your nose and let's breathe out. Let's breathe in. Breathe out. One more time. Breathe in. Breathe out. Now, if you don't just feel a little bit cleansed, we feel cleansed after we do that. A lot of times, if you notice whenever people are going through situations where they're freaking out and they're panicking, the first thing they say is to breathe because we can stress ourselves out even more, our body out even more, our mind out even more if we don't take a second to recollect ourselves. So that's the first thing in, fi- in releasing is to take deep breaths. And literally, whenever you're breathing out, breathe out and shake out all those things, all the negativity, all of the bad thoughts that you have. Because the first thing, let me tell you, the first thing that the devil will always try to come is to your mind. Okay? That's the first thing he always tries to do. He always tries to come tell you that, why do these kids have you as a mom? Why? Didn't you do that correctly? You should have done that right the first time. Why are you maybe feeling a certain way towards one child that you don't feel towards another? He's going to try to really come and mess with your mind. He's going to make you feel like all the effort and the hard work that we do as moms, that it's not enough. And that's a lie. That's a lie. And whatever you are going through in that moment, you start having these dark and negative Thoughts. Understand that's not you. That's the devil trying to come into your mind because the first thing that the devil tries to do, the only thing that the devil tries to do, because no devil's a hater, he tries to tear up families because it is human nature that we naturally want to be around people. And if the devil can isolate us from our family, from our friends, from people in general, if the devil can say, I'm going to break up this family so that they are spread apart and they have nobody to depend on. And that child is is growing up all over the place and that father is depressed and that mom is mad. I am tearing up the family so that I can now target each one of us because we may not want to admit it, but we are weak alone. We always hear the phrase, um, It takes a village to raise a child. It also takes a village to support each other. It takes a village to be there for the mom. That support is not just for the child. The support is for the parents as well. It's that support system of talking, of watching the kid, of being out for them. Because parents, moms, we cannot do it all by ourselves. If you listen to our Single Mom Slay series that we did last month, a lot of the moms said that the support system was the biggest thing they have in their lives. And it's not just because they're single moms. It's because that we all need that. We all need that support. You can even, let's just get even sappy. Those chick flicks that we love, 
those those romantic comedies like what is that what is this is a little I love Cameron Diaz okay I've been a fan since the mask all right um the other woman with Cameron Diaz and who was that model from Sports Illustrated and that one redhead lady that I can't remember her name but she's hilarious (laughs) um Cameron Diaz was like I'm at the top I'm a lawyer I got this even though she found out she was a mistress she was like I I'm, I'm still bad and she felt like she could just do things on her own but what happened? She had the redhead lady that she needed. <laughs> she came friends with her. She had her dad who she could fall back on. She fell in love with the redhead lady's brother. They had a baby at the end. You need those other people in your life to truly get to your happiness, to truly support you so that you can be the best person you can be. If the devil can break apart families, then he's winning. If the devil can break apart a family, he can target you on your own. And I'm not saying that you know, a person that lives alone or that, you know, is single or anything is just, you know, not strong. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that sometimes we have the times of where we have to grow, that we are becoming strong with God and we're building our faith. Um, And whenever the devil sees that, that's whenever he tries to target us the most. But even in that, we have a circle of friends, we have a community, whether it's a church home, your, your parents, or anything that we still fall back on. So all I'm saying is that a lot of times the devil will try to say that we don't need these people in our lives so that he can still keep working on us. I hope you understand that whenever I say it that way. Um, so just know that we, the title of being a mom may not be what we see on TV. The title of being a mom may not be what we saw growing up. The title of being a mom just may not be what we thought it was going to be. But in the end, the title of being a mom is everything that you make it. Don't conform to this world of what the world thinks that you should be. Don't conform to the world of what the world is saying that you as... Allison Gabrielle Nickerson, that you as Marsha, as Susan, as Karen, insert your name here. <laughs> Don't let the world tell you what being a good mom is. You know what being a good mom is and what is best for you and your kids. I had, <laughs> I didn't freak out, but I had a lady at uh, my parents' church. Um, I had a little small little, little ruler and I had Pop Joseph, just a little tap on his legs because he wasn't listening. I told him to do something multiple times. He didn't want to do it. He threw a fit, told him to get up. He didn't. He had a little pop on his little thigh. I had a lady come grab the little ruler. And this is not a, it's not a thick ruler. It's not a long ruler. It's a little tiny one foot ruler. Break it in half and walk off. And I don't know if she had some, you know, trauma with the ruler, <laughs> but she felt like that was unnecessary for me to discipline my child. Now, first off, the first thing I had to do was um, get my child back in check. I don't want him to think just because the ruler was gone that uh, things weren't still being in control by mommy. Okay, I still got this. So we still got in our car scene. We still did what mommy said to do. But just because she felt like that wasn't correct for my child didn't mean that I st- could not still discipline my child and handle my child the way that I needed to. 
some other people, people will feel like that they can tell you what to do. They can just walk into your life and just say, well, this is what worked best for my kids. Okay, but my kid isn't your kid. My family is not your family. Our situation is not your situation. So I can't, we can't walk around here thinking that everybody's situation is the same. Can we relate? Yes. Are there probably some similarities? See. <laughs> but what you do for your family is what, what is best for your family. We have to take these titles out of everything. We have to take, um, you know, obviously the best title is being a mom. Let's just put that in there. But what I'm saying is we have to take what we think should happen, what we think we should be, what we think um, the people, Instagram, Facebook, social media, um, even our parents, what we think that that should be of how we envision this in our head, know that God is the creator of all things and that God made man out of clay, out of dirt, dirt you see outside. God made man out of dirt. He took something that people walk on and he made it his greatest creation. He says it was his climax creation, that we are his, his pure joy that he makes. He made us in that emotion. And then he pulled from man, he made woman. So just understand, just from that story I said, he made something that was his pure joy out of dirt, where people will maybe walk over or just ignore. But understand that you need dirt is the setting for what trees grow from what flowers bloom, from where fruit trees provide us with our food, where crops can harvest, that the dirt that people say is nothing is what really sustains life in this planet. So what you think, what some other people may say, that doesn't work for me. It doesn't mean that God still can't take that and, and take you and use you for other and greater things. So what God had, <laughs> and he made something that was his pure joy, his greatest emotion. He took that and he said, this is going to feed the world. Now, you may not think you were able to feed the world, but you are feeding your family. You are feeding your community. You are feeding um, yourself. Okay. And regardless if people feel like they can walk all over you or they can do this or they can just come in and out of your lives and say whatever. What you have to realize is that God is the best that God sees you. Okay. He sees you. He sees what you're doing. He sees how hard you're working. He sees the struggles and the hardship that you are going through. And he says that he loves you, that he's proud of you, that he will never leave you, that he's always there for you, and that you are the best you that you can be. And we're always growing, you guys. We're always growing and learning. But you are the best you that you can be. You are everything that he ever wanted. 
And just as he thinks of us in that way, our kids think of us that way. And although we feel like we may make a million mistakes, our kids say, you are the best mom ever. So whenever we are in these moments where we feel like that I should be doing better, just know that your kids think that you are the best. So every time you get in that situation, remember to take your deep breaths. Remember that you are a child of God. And then speak these things back into yourself. Whenever I do speaking, the last thing I do on my speaking engagements is that I have women stand up and I have them, you know, turn and face each other. And as I'm saying this to you, I want you to repeat it back to yourself. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am worthy. I am capable. I am victorious. And I am the best mom that I can be. Speak these things into your life. Know that God is always with you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of this podcast. We're getting back on track, you guys. I'm releasing this on Tuesday, like I've been saying. Every Tuesday is coming out. Um, I hope you all have an amazing day. And I will talk to you guys later. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Four Moms podcast. I just want to say thank you to all of our family, our friends, and our supporters. I want to give a big thank you to my husband and my kiddos um, for just embracing me and supporting me on this crazy journey that I'm going on. Um, Like I've said before, go ahead, subscribe, leave us a review so that we are able to reach more moms, more women, and so we can keep encouraging them to go after their dreams and we can expand our mommy community even more. Um, Thank you again for listening, and I cannot wait for y'all to listen to the next episode.